0: Welcome to Foreplay, this is sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again, your host Laurie Watson, and today I'm joined by Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapist, and we're so glad to have him on the show, thank you for being with us.
1: Oh, Laurie, I'm so excited to be here, I cannot wait to get into what we're talking about today.
0: Oh, good, and today we're going to talk about pornography, what is it, and what problems we have with it. You can find us on foreplayrst.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so please send us some comments and questions, and we'd be glad to help answer that on the air later on. So, Adam, let's talk about pornography and and your practice and what you see with couples.
1: Yeah, well, I'm so interested to hear your thoughts about this, because this is one of the things that I see over and over again where couples come in and eventually it gets brought out that there is just a lot of pornography, either they title it addiction or they say use. And mm-hmm. particularly, usually it's the man that's in the relationship that I'm right. looking at. A most, lot of pornography. most
0: men are using pornography. Most women don't. I mean, some do, but absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so it seems to be creating a rift uh, in their relationship, but then primarily in their sex life. And so I'm interested to hear from you, like, what do you consider... Pornography. Okay. Do you have a definition well, I mean, that you I work think, with?
0: I think we're in an era of Internet pornography that is different than any other era of human history. I, I think that people have always been interested in what other people do in the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, naked is exciting. Looking yeah. at naked people is exciting. But this is a brand new era. And so, yeah, I see a lot of this problematic in my work, too. When you say there's problems in the bedroom, can you describe, is it him that is uninterested in the bedroom, or is it her that feels threatened by this, or what do you mean? Uh,
1: One that I see a lot is men unable to perform. Okay. Um, And they describe it. they are no longer attracted to their wives, or it is, it takes more to get them aroused than Mm -hmm. it used to. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that I was looking at some statistics the other day that was saying that this is something that men are actively describing, that the more that they use pornography the harder it is for them to become aroused. Right. And it's playing out in even not just the act of sex or in intercourse, but in just their overall feelings of being attracted to their significant other.
0: Yes, I see both of them in my practice as well. And I think there's something that makes sense about intuitively, and I think this is the fear that women have. If my guy is looking at pornography, that means I'm not attractive enough for him. And and that alone can shut down a woman because... I think she's socialized to want to be the object of desire, Yes, that he feels that for her. And and really, many of us want to be the unique. We want our partner to find us sort of the fairest of them all. And so that, I think, can shut down her own sense of freedom sexually. But I do see what you're saying as well, that sometimes for men, he may say, I'm no longer attracted to her. And I think that there is kind of a hyper focus in pornography, certainly on youth perfection. Yeah. But more than that, I think pornography is about the woman who is beckoning, who's very excited about sex, Yes, you know, very aroused herself seemingly. And I think that in committed couple sex, right, there's difficulties, there's the children to take care of, there's the bills that have to be paid, your partner isn't necessarily in perfect sync And so some of, I think, the attractiveness and the ease of pornography for men to get aroused is about the ever aroused female image or tape or imagination, the fantasy that the woman in pornography always wants him.
1: Is it also, too, that sex can happen at the drop of a hat? Sure. Like that sex is instantaneous and that there's no build up to sex or that
0: and there's very little effort and i yes. mean there is so much work in a married couple's sex life or between a man and a woman I got to say, I mean, it is a lot of work. There's a lot of physical work that the man has to perform to get yeah. her aroused. There's psychological work, I think, because of the difference in testosterone. So, you know, women are not as matched with testosterone as yes. men have, which is kind of our physiological fuel for desire. Yeah. But certainly, I think what you're saying about, you know, it's instantaneous. He can go, he can look at this and feel instantly sexual, which is such a high.
1: Yeah, It's it seems to be, and it's starting to seem to be the definition of manhood as well, mm-hmm. that you can then just perform at the drop of a hat, that you can satisfy her in a way that is that is very quick, that doesn't require that effort that you were talking about. And when that doesn't happen, that would seem to then lead to a letdown. And right, when it doesn't in happen in real
0: sexual relations, yeah. but In the pornography, somehow or another, he is miraculous, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean... (laughs) Orgasm every time. Yeah, orgasm every time, just watching her and she has an orgasm. And that's, I think for so many men, yes, you hit it on the head in terms of performance being so important. And... In real sex, sometimes your partner isn't always completely satisfied, mm-hmm. so that's difficult. And this is part of the allure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some people listening just want us to say pornography is wrong, but I think pornography is ubiquitous. I mean, okay. it is out there. That was going to be gonna one of my stay questions out for there. you. I don't know that as a culture we're ever going to get away from pornography. Again, this is the era.
1: It's completely saturated. Yeah, yeah.
0: it is saturated. And it's so easy. You know, it's anonymous. It's easy access. Yeah. It's free. Nobody needs to know you're looking at it.
1: That's right. And in in your hand, on your phone, anywhere that you you can connect, you can get free videos.
0: And, And I think as a female sex therapist, I have a view into the world of pornography and how men think about it that probably the average woman doesn't and might be terribly threatening if she did. Because so many men use this as a lightning leavening part of their day. You know, oh, I'm a little mm. bit bored. I'm waiting for a meeting. Let me flip to my phone and look. it's oh, interesting. And this provides some sort of spark and energy to go forward. It's almost like a caffeine spike, you know. just the, Here's a little sex spike.
1: It's like five-hour energy. Two, right. That two o'clock lull.
0: Right. And get
1: the little porn fix and we're going to go on with the day.
0: Exactly. I mean, it is scary, but the statistics show that two hours out of every day – are lost to people looking on the internet, and of course, oh the biggest place that people look is pornographic sites. Yeah.
1: I read one where their porn sites have more average unique visitors. unique hits visitors than Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, like combined.
0: I, I could imagine that. Yeah. yeah.
1: What's your thoughts about pornography and its development of young men? The average first look at pornography is twelve years old. For boys, right. For a women, I couldn't find averages. I believe it's it's somewhere around there, maybe a little bit older for females. But what's your feeling on how that is as they're impacting looking... impacting
0: our young people?
1: Yeah, and how, and especially at the time where they're just beginning to develop sexual urges. Puberty is right, so impressionable at yeah, that age. Absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, in my own home, we have screens against that. I mean, okay. we have systems in place and software that tries to block that, just because I think overexposure at a tender age is not good it is formative and there's so much that is just crazy out there in terms of what kids could see if yeah. they went searching that i never wanted my kids to easily get a hold of that so i think you're right i think it makes a big impression especially on a child let's say a male child who is not really developed yeah and he's seen pornography and pornography is distorted in terms of the male genitalia In terms of how couples function together, porn is not a place to learn sex. Yeah. It is so different than what happens in real human sex. What seems so sad to me is many, many kids, their first experience is pornography. And they don't really get to feel the touch of their partner and to touch their partner as the first experience. Sensuality is now replaced with a visual sexuality.
1: Yeah, it seems to separate desire and pleasure. From pornography, seems to be more about desire and want. Healthy sex seems to be more about fulfillment of pleasure, and so it seems that those two things become a little bit split. Mm-hmm. Would you? Would you see I that like that. Happening? I
0: like that. Could you say a little bit more about that?
1: It seems that pornography. There is no real fulfillment in pornography. Even if there's masturbation attached to pornography, it becomes less about that true fulfillment that we get in a connection with our partner in a sexual relationship, that there is something that that's provided for us. And, you know, there's brain research about that as well, that the dopamine release is different during
0: pornography than during during pornography than partnered sex. Yeah, I mean, as a sex therapist and as a marital therapist, and I work with so many couples, I'm concerned about the kind of sex that makes people feel pleasure in their body, but also makes them feel connected as people. Yes. And I think you're right that pornography is exciting. It is about their own personal desire and the pretend fantasy that somebody else is desiring them, but it doesn't necessarily bring that fulfillment between people.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so it seems then that especially if that's something that is saturated in me as a a person Mm -hmm. at a young age... And that's continued through puberty, through development, through my sexual, forever. first sexual experiences forever. Right. That's going to affect my sexual relationships. Um, and it's going to affect, sure. and then especially in a committed relationship. Sure,
0: where you're supposed to be with one person yes. monogamously forever. Right. And, and there's this just array of possibilities that's in porn yep. that is completely different than what it's like with one person forever. Yes. I would imagine that there's huge disappointment in that. Absolutely. And I think that that shows up in performance. Like you said, that erectile dysfunction seems to be more common these days, especially in young men. I mean, when I was first practicing, if a young man came in with ED, my first suspicion was, okay, he's young. There's no physiological problem. Maybe there was trauma in his background because... Men function generally so well, but now I see tons of young men who have ED, and there is some correlation. We haven't proven it, and we don't we don't know exactly if this is it, but it seems to be about the dopamine again, yeah. that their brain has this huge buildup of dopamine as they're watching pornography. You know, so a man watching image after image after image, and he has this buildup, and then he climaxes, whereas in partner sex, I mean, that's unmatched. You, yeah. You know, you can't possibly do that with one person, even if she's as sexy as can be. It just doesn't match the variety of what you can see on pornography.
1: Does that also have to do with just an increased tolerance? It seems that pornography would, just like any other drug, you would need more and more of it to be able to get the same kind of release that you got the first time. Do you find I mean, that I, think th- to be true? I think this
0: is a fear Okay. that does sort of an entry into it ever, does it lead eventually to some sort of addiction, right? Right. I probably don't think it does necessarily. Okay. I think that the personality structure of any given man makes him vulnerable to addiction or not and sometimes people use sexual images like they would use alcohol or like they would use a drug and they can get addicted but I think that's a weakness and a vulnerability basically due to a family of origin issue Okay, but let's come back to that and talk some more about it because I think this is fascinating so you are listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host Lori Watson, sex therapist and Dr. Adam Matthews, couple's We'll be right back. Wanting Sex Again How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori Watson. Awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. Welcome back to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host, Laurie Watson, sex therapist and author of Wanting Sex Again. And today I'm here with Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapist, and we're talking about sex addiction and pornography and is a man who looks at pornography, is that addiction? And I think, Adam, while their wives might say, oh, this is addiction. I mean, he's looking at it on his phone yeah. three or four times a day and he's spending an hour or so on it. Every woman
1: t- I work with, has He's addicted.
0: And I think that they're saying that because they want a label. And, mm. and sometimes they feel so threatened by it. They they want him to be bad and wrong
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you to fix him or me to fix him. But unfortunately, I think it's such a narrow definition that it doesn't give us latitude to explore the meaning of what he finds the pornography does for him.
1: Do you mean that it's serving it's serving a function in some way?
0: I think it does often serve a function. Okay. I mean, we've said that for many men, this is... Simply like eating a candy bar, you know, it's a way to spice up their general life. I'm not here to judge whether that's right or wrong. Yeah, sure. But I think that that is often how it's used. And I think that there's other reasons that men use it, like we've talked about, to feel powerful, to feel wanted, to feel less guilty, ironically, about Mm -hmm. their sexual drive I mean, I think many men have such an overwhelming feeling of sexual drive compared to their female partner or wife. So
1: if they share it with their partner, you're talking about they're fearful that it will, what, overwhelm their partner, not be accepted?
0: Not be accepted, that they're somehow or another going to be seen as bad, perverted. And then, of course, the exposure of the pornography that she doesn't like They can also feel bad and perverted, or they can think she's wanting him to feel that way. And I think that's too narrow. I think that because it's important to understand how our brain is feeling about anything and what meaning we make of it, you know, I want to take time with the couple to understand her fears, her threat you know, how this evolved. And for many men, it's just who he was. I mean, he came into the marriage that way. For him, there was no question that this was something that would injure her or would be any different in marriage. And for many men, it doesn't mean that he's dissatisfied with the sex life. Okay. I mean, lots of men watch pornography, right? Yes. That are not dissatisfied with their sex lives. It's just part of who they are, part of what they do.
1: How do we begin to talk with particularly women in those relationships about pornography in a way that helps them to understand more about what the function it is it is serving for the men in their lives? Because that's one of the biggest challenges I see is that women just do not understand. It's not, it's yes. not the same for women. If they are using pornography, it seems to be for a different reason. Yes. Um, and so there is that negativity associated with it. How do we talk to women about okay. that?
0: Okay. I know that some women do watch pornography. Some women watch pornography with their partners to get aroused. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, I'm not saying that women can't be visually aroused. Many women are visually aroused, and they are aroused when they watch porn. But in terms of the great proportion of users are really men who are, are using pornography. So how do we explain this to women in a way that doesn't necessarily alienate the couple from each other, I don't see myself as the explainer. I try to get him to talk about the meaning that it has for him and try to get her to talk about what she feels about it and what her deeper fears are. Am I being substituted? Am I not attractive enough? I think that is obviously number one thing we both hear, right? The woman who says, he can't be thinking my body is okay if he's looking at all these other bodies. Even beautiful, perfect women are afraid of being replaced in a man's heart by the body of another. And so that's, mm. that's worrisome.
1: Well, and that's interesting because that's, that is similar language that I hear from women when they find out their partner's having an affair. Mm-hmm. Like it seems to be f- similar fears about being replaced about another person being more desirable than they are their husband no longer finding them attractive and wanting this other thing it seems to be very similar language the
0: similar the similar injury yes he wanted yes. somebody else some other body mm-hmm. maybe more than he wanted my body yeah which actually i think about affairs in a similar way in some part an affair is just a fantasy i mean it's not really a relationship often I mean, it's not necessarily a love relationship because you haven't lived with that person and paid bills with that person. And so there's just this fantasy of I go to the affair partner who's always happy to see me. Yeah. You know, whereas I go home to my partner who, you know, we're struggling together in life together Mm -hmm. and it's different. And that is not a reality, it's a fantasy. I mean, certainly a hurtful fantasy. And for many people, discovering, many women discovering that their partner is using porn to the extent that they are. Can also be hurtful, and yeah. some women say that's an affair. Yeah, you know, and they're drawing a line that says that's an affair. You're not with me. That's not monogamy. But even women who don't draw that line, I think, can be worried about the number of images, the number of minutes that are spent on porn. Yeah. So how do we help her think about it? I mean, one, I want to examine the quality of the sex life. Right. Yeah. What is that still fulfilling? Right. Is it still fulfilling to her? Has he withdrawn and become what I say? sexually autonomous Mm. is saying it's too much trouble to negotiate sex with a woman. So I'm just going to take matters into my own hands literally. And I'm going to use this. And some men withdraw from the partnership and only use porn.
1: Yeah. And then that's when the porn would become problematic. I I think it's very problematic
0: at that point. I don't know that it's addictive. Even at that point, I think it serves a function of a man saying I have these needs and any kind of need, and particularly my sexual need, though, and I just will not be vulnerable to somebody else to fulfill those needs. Yes, I don't, I don't want to be that vulnerable. Okay. You know, we know about the avoidant, avoidantly attached structure and how men are really encouraged in that way to be independent to not need little boys are encouraged. Don't cry. Get up. You're a big boy that they shouldn't need as much comfort. And then in marriage, sometimes that can be to an extreme.
1: Mm. So you're going to when you're going to pornography to get your needs met that you should be, for lack of a better word, getting met in your partner. Then that's when I can see the partner becoming very stressed about the porn use, not only because it's pornography, but because they're no longer getting their needs met, sexually or otherwise, in yes. the relationship.
0: Yes, so okay. that would be one big problem. Yeah, And I think sometimes men don't want to talk about their fantasies and bring that into the bedroom. Maybe their partner feels inhibited to them. Maybe she has said in the past, well, I'm not going to do this, that, or the other, and so... He keeps that to himself. She feels injured somehow. Well, you know, all those porn women are going to do the X, Y, and Z act, and I don't. So clearly, I'm not fulfilling your needs. And sometimes I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, sometimes within a moral frame of a monogamous relationship. So that to me is kind of where I draw the line. But sometimes. Other partners are really repressed and inhibited and they won't try things that, you know, are fairly common. And Mm -hmm. I think everybody has a right to say, no, I don't want to do that. So I'm not saying she absolutely has to, but she might take it as, well, I need to develop a little bit more. I need to develop my own eroticism and maybe try some of the things that are his preference, even just as a first try or an only try.
1: But it seems to just begin to move into revitalizing the sexual relationship in general is one of the steps that we have to take to say that the porn is not completely the problem. Maybe the sexual relationship was already either declining or non-existent or non-fulfilling. And so, we need to begin to be able to be honest with each other about what we need and what we want in a fulfilling sexual relationship and begin to take steps um, yes. toward meeting those needs.
0: Yes, I think so. And I think that porn is this way to both get close to somebody and to distance from somebody. Yeah. So it's, it's a crazy mixed-up thing that he has to figure out himself. How is he using it? to maybe increase desire for his partner? How is he using it to escape mm-hmm. desire from his partner? I mean, it, I think he has a lot of introspection to do about how he uses it, why he uses it, what feelings he has about his sex drive. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it comes from childhood. Yeah, You know, men have to differentiate from their mother to become men. Yeah. And so... Somehow or another, then they have to go back into relationship with a woman. And that's complicated. Yeah. And sexuality particularly is complicated in that. So I think he has a lot of exploratory work to do about his feelings about women, about closeness, intimacy, being sexually intimate.
1: Yeah. And that seems to lead into exploring what you said about themes about women, how he's viewing his wife as a, or partner as a sexual being and as a sexual partner as well, and kind of really being honest about the feelings that he has there and what his expectations then become as a result of that.
0: Yes. Yes. So I, I would just like to say, I think my tip of the day would be if you find your partner watching porn, I don't think you necessarily have to say first thing, This makes you an addict. Yeah. You know, you're watching it so much. I think that it's more complicated than that and maybe less fearful than that.
1: Yeah. And you can step into that, step into some healing with a little more courage and a little more honesty.
0: Right. And get a couples therapist who knows something about sex and is willing to talk with you both honestly about that and really dig deep instead of maybe putting parameters around something that they don't understand yet.
1: Yeah. Laurie, I've so enjoyed this conversation. It's been so enlightening. I've, I've learned so much in just a short time. Oh, well, thank thanks you. for having me.
0: Thank you for coming today. And this is Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with Lori Watson, sex therapist, and Dr. Adam Matthews. Thanks again. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.